G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. But these are they that testify of me. Every single thing you read in the scripture is pointing to Jesus in some way. Just because we don't get it at first doesn't mean it doesn't point to him. It just means we don't understand it Mm. yet. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Human slavery has a terrible history, and many people are confused about why the God of the Bible, who is supposed to be about love, freedom, liberty, would ever allow or condone slavery. Well, the Bible actually talks about bond slaves, and we're going to learn today about the significance of becoming a bond slave and how it demonstrates our relationship with Jesus. Yeah, becoming a bond slave actually has a um, a very unusual or peculiar a f- format or system or process that that, a, that a, um, a slave had to go through from just being a slave to being a bond slave or a love slave is what we would call that. And, you know, we've just finished learning about the names of God. One of them was the name of Adonai, which basically meant that he was our, our master, our lord, or our owner. And that brings with it this connotation mm. of slaves, which has a very, very, very bad reputation as far as human slavery is concerned. Yeah. And that's absolutely true. Human slavery throughout millennia has been appalling, and it's still going on today, and it's still appalling. Yeah. And then you look at the Bible and think, how could that possibly be something that God would condone? But we've mentioned it a few times before that biblical slavery is very, very different to what most slavery was like. I mean, when you think about it, you have a slavery or having a Hebrew slave is mentioned in mentioned in Exodus 21, verses 1 to 6. Now, but get this, the Hebrews have just come out of slavery in Egypt. Mm. And it was like God was letting them know that once you come into the promised land, you will have slaves. How, how could that possibly be? And he goes on to, to explain in many different places that you will absolutely not misuse them or abuse them, but you will look after them and protect them. And, and don't forget, you know what it was like to be an mm. abused slave. Yeah. And remember, we've also mentioned before that in ancient times, in ancient Israel, in all cultures, actually, there was no such thing as social security, which means if you fell on hard times, you couldn't just go down to your local Israeli Centrelink <laughs> and put in for rental assistance and food vouchers and get your electricity covered and and all medical care and mm. all of that. You couldn't do that. So if you fell onto hard times and you were an Israeli Jew, you would indenture yourself to be like a servant. And there was always a time limit on it, a time limit that required that after a certain number of years, and I think it was for a Hebrew slave, I think I said, was it six years or seven years? And then they had to be let go. And what's more, the owner would have to furnish him with food and wine and produce and all the rest and send him out with his arms full. So it, it was a very, very different kind of slavery. Yeah. 
So in that sense, I guess it was almost like social security, wasn't it? Where basically the owner took care of the slave, provided food and everything while they were there. But then, as you say, there was a a limit to it to then have them go back and re-enter society. Precisely, except that it wasn't the responsibility of the government of the day. It was the responsibility of the populace because the populace was gaining the benefit of having what essentially you'd say would be a hired hand. Mm. But the owner had the responsibility of meeting all the needs. So it's very, very interesting. But if the, um, the slave decided that, you know, it's time for me to go, and I've got a family with me. Uh, understandably, the if you had a family, they basically stayed under the protection of the owner, not you. If you didn't want to leave your family, you didn't want to uh, leave your owner because you're on a good thing. This was great. You had a family. You had a home. You had a future. You had security. You had comfort. All your needs are met. And you could say, you know what? I want to stay. I don't want to go out on my own. And then the instruction that God gave in Exodus 21, 1-6, it says, When you buy a Hebrew slave, he shall serve six years. There you go, six years. And in the seventh, he shall go out free for nothing. But if the slave plainly says, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out free, then his master shall bring him to God, and he shall bring him to the door or the doorpost, and his master shall bore his ear through with an awl, and he shall be his slave forever. And you think, okay, well, that's that's fine. He wants to stay, but why a piercing? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> why against the door? Yeah. You know, why did blood have to be spilled in mm. this? Um, again, if you take a little bit of time to dig into these kind of rituals, you find that they're actually very, very significant. And I can actually remember hearing the late Dr. Chuck Messler saying that oftentimes well, you read something in the Bible, you can just skip right over it, but there is nothing accidental in the Bible. Mm. And if you read something that's a little bit unusual, that's where you plant the flag in there and you yeah. go, dig here. You've yeah. got to dig and you'll yeah. find gold every Why time. Why is it so? Why? <laughs> I love the way you would say it. Why is that so? And so, yeah, this is where you dig. You think, why on earth did you have to have your ear punctured with an awl up against the door. There are only two places in the Torah, that's the first five books of Moses, where God instructs for a regular slave to become a bond slave. It's in Exodus 21, and it's also in Deuteronomy 15. And again, I want to emphasize this: the situation for the Hebrew people. They themselves were a generation of slaves who were mistreated in the most appalling and barbaric situations in Egypt, and God was bringing them out. And he reminded them throughout all their history, actually, when they were a nation, don't you dare forget what it was like for you to be a slave in Egypt. Mm. So when you have slaves, you treat them well. And he because I am the Lord your God. You always, actually, that's interesting. Yeah. You said, I'm the Lord your God. In other words, I'm watching you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You don't do yeah. what was done to you. Yeah, well, particularly in Exodus 15, they, uh, Exodus 21, they've only just recently come out of yeah. Egypt, so that it's a very fresh memory for them. Very fresh. So that was very poignant to them, telling them the day is coming and you're going to have slaves. And when you have them, these are these are the rules, these are the instructions. So Mindy, you mentioned briefly there about the fact of the piercing and the you know, using the all in the in the doorpost. Yeah. What what is the significance of that? Yeah, again, there's nothing nothing at all that's um, coincidental when it comes to scripture. There's a reason for everything and. When you put those elements together, I mean, there's several things that come into play. Um, and the first one is when you think of a wood and you think of blood and, um, you know, you think of, you know, slavery, 
you think automatically of the Passover, which we'll talk about mm-hmm. in the next program. But another thing, let me just, if I put it to you this way, I'll mention just a few things. Nails driven into flesh, blood on doorposts or door frames, and piercing that results in permanent scars and holes forever. What does that What does that remind mm. you of? Yeah, well, there's a... Uh I guess, well, as you say, it does remind you of the Passover, but then obviously the Passover lamb who, uh, I guess, played that out in in real life. Yeah, exactly. So if you think, well, there's all these things that that it reminds you of, and you think, okay, well, what what does this piercing have to do with the Passover? What does this piercing have to do with Jesus hanging on a cross for Mm. us? Um, We're talking about bond slaves. Aren't we supposed to be being set free from slavery? How does all of this fit together? Well, I've got to say that this is actually, this study is actually not my research. This research was done um, from, I got it from a ministry called One for Israel. So I'm not going to claim this as my own, but I remember reading this particular article and I was being absolutely fascinated uh, by it because, you know, you can read some of the symbology particularly in um, Leviticus and, you know, the, the functions of the priests and what they would do, and you come away, your mind is going, oh, that is really, <laughs> that's super strange and weird. What is the significance of that? You know, why did God have them do these very strange things? And I've mentioned it before, but my favorite scripture is in John and 5, I think it's five thirty. Six or 37, I I can never remember it every time. But it's where Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and he says, you search the scriptures because in them you believe that you have eternal life. But these are they that testify of me. Every single thing you read in the scripture is pointing to Jesus in some way. Just because we don't get it at first doesn't mean it doesn't point to him. It just means we don't understand it Mm. yet. But over the next couple of programs, I'm going to show you how this ear-piercing ceremony for want of a better word is actually pointing to Jesus Christ Alright, we'll look forward to exploring it some more, understanding the significance of doors and ear-piercing and bond slaves when we return to Foundations next time This has been Foundations A look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.